What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani of TSC here to present you guys with a special throwback interview from 2015. My guest, the legendary Hector Guerrero of the Guerrero Wrestling Family. Fred Ricciani of TSC News. Right here on the line, a very special guest. He is a true professional wrestling legend. He is a member of the legendary Guerrero family, Hector Guerrero. Hector, how are you, sir? Just fine, Fred. How are you? I hope all is well, and I hope everything's going great, and thank you for the honor today. It's an honor and privilege to be on your on your podcast and in your YouTube show. Likewise to have you on, sir. Now, you were in a TNA most recently for almost a decade as a, as a commentator. You, of course, were, were a wrestler, the Gobbly Gooker, former junior heavyweight champion. You, you've done it all in the, in the business. You are also a physical education teacher, but you've decided at this point to start a pro wrestling consulting business well you know what uh i've always thought about i could help uh, the other generation coming in i mean uh will be honestly and frankly a lot of them don't think they need any help so <laughs> they they can go on but those that will ask me for their help and uh, i'll tell you what i'll i might help them get ahead maybe 10 five to 10 years and that's if you that's what i'm talking about i'm talking about experience man there's some things that experience can help you but only can experience it can only help you. But if I, I, I look back at my career and I had certain people like Gene LaBelle, uh, Luthes, my father, naturally, I can't never forget him. But, you know, Eddie, even Eddie gave me advice because we I treated Eddie as my brother, not as my younger brother. You know, I treated him like brothers. We were, he was younger than me, but, you know, after reconciliation with him and, and understanding him, we treated each other as brothers. And I really, really enjoyed uh, talking with him and being with him. And then let's get away from Eddie for a moment. And then I talked to the rest of my family. I got Mondo and I got Chavo that are just great minds in the wrestling business. I mean, we were have we had our own wrestling business in El Paso and Juarez. We were running both sides of the border. We were running United States and Mexico. My father was that good. He was a great, great uh, wrestler. He was a legend in Mexico and even in the United States. And then also, he was a great promoter. Uh, Bob Geico told me mouth to mouth to my ear. He says, your father's one of the best promoters in, in the country, he told me. And... Uh, not because he told me, it's because I knew that my father was great, because he started with nothing and, and became something. Well, what I want to come back to, what I'm trying to, trying to tell you, is that if, if I would have listened to a lot more advice from my father and from people that I love and from people that were giving me their advice, I would have probably not gone through all the hardships that I did during wrestling. And I could have probably, and, uh, probably got more somewhere you understand i could have probably achieved more in my career i think i've achieved a lot of things but i don't really consider myself achieving anything uh i'm a christian and i i consider that the most important thing but after that what god gives me and god gives me the wrestling business and what i know about it i do have uh what some people would say and i keep saying this because somebody told me this that they say i have an old school mentality i do have it but you know what that's what's worked for years. That's what's worked since wrestling started. And if you look at that WWE, they have old school mentality because of Vince. Vince understands this, and this is, Vince is very smart. And he keeps it that way. That's why they're successful. And I'm talking about the principles. Yes, you add the new into it, but you have to have the basic principles. And those are what's happened with the wrestling business. They've gotten away from it. 
Uh, do you feel like uh, on the indies, a lot of people are trying to just uh, ignore the old school? Because I've talked to a lot of guys, uh, you know, such as you know, Les Thatcher, who you know, t who will tell you the same thing you told me. At the end of the day, you know, there are basic fundamentals you need to know in the business. And uh, at times, you know, when I go to certain matches, I see them kind of lacking in, in, the, in these matches. Do you feel like some of the basic fundamentals are almost a, a lost art? Now, well, okay, let's look at it this way. Okay, you got a chess game, right? And mm -hmm. if you know how to play the game of chess, you can you can continue in playing the game of chess, right? Right. But if you don't know the moves of the king or the queen, you don't know the the moves of your of your castle, you know, of your bishop, you know, you're not going to do very good, and you're not going to be very good at, at all. Well, that's the same thing with wrestling. Uh, unfortunately, choreography has gotten into the play of it because of the demand of, of uh, wrestling into small portions of time that are to television. And so things have to be produced quickly. So uh, that's the major reason. But now the wrestlers nowadays have lost the art of what I grew up in because I learned all the wrestling moves. And, I, and when we went into the ring, we went in blind. I didn't know what he was going to do. He didn't know what I was going to do. And we just, we just fed off each other's moves, and we made it a competition. This is where it became an art. This is where it became what it is, wrestling, professional wrestling. Yes, it is an entertainment sport. Yes, it's controlled by the promoters. It'll always be controlled by anything that has money. I don't care if it says, well, you can't believe I don't believe football. Yeah, anything that has money. Even the FIFA, even the World Soccer, even 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 the Olympics, I believe it is, because of the how they manipulate the referees and how the referees get what they want when you know they need to disqualify somebody that's really good or something like that. But anything that involves money, my friend, is gonna be controlled. I'm sorry to say that, but that's the truth. And they'll deny it and they'll say they'll say absurd things, you're nuts and this and that, but that's the truth. And you can see it. When you can see when you can see the business part of it, if you see the business part of it, that's the truth. Now, getting back to what you just said, the older, the younger guys have don't know the knowledge of that what I'm telling you about. You know, they don't know the the moves. Like, I mean, to feed off the moves. Yes, they do, and a lot of them do. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some in there that got the knowledge and got and got it and would be able to go into a match blind. But they wouldn't feel as secure as what they do now before they, you know, before they go up to them after getting together and talking. I'm telling you that wrestling has lost its art. Mike Graham, before he died, told me that. Mike, uh, Mike Graham, great wrestler, great uh, innovator in the ring, and that's where you create things in the ring. And that's why I think what you're saying that you say what you were telling me a while ago, that they don't sell, da 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 da, is because they don't understand that. They don't understand the, the understanding of, uh, of what we grew up in. I'm talking about those of us that grew up maybe 50 years ago, you know, and saw the wrestling like, uh, my God, there's so many greats. Luthez, great Malenko, uh, you know, even Bob Roop. Bob Roop was great, too. A lot of people that I, that I can talk about that were great, great masterminds in the ring. I'm talking about Ray Stevens, even Pat Patterson. You're talking about, uh, my Boris Malenko, I've already said his name before. Uh, many, 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 many people. Now, the Malenkos, uh, Dean and, and his brother, you know, they're, they're, they're great. They are very, very good. Jody and Dean. And they have that mentality. They have that understanding. But uh, everybody, everything innovates and everything becomes new again. And they think this is the way it should be. 
and uh, well, they're now starting to reap the results of their of their choices. You wish that you could have listened to your family a little bit more and some of the people that you got advice from a little bit more. Growing up in the business, they're having that Guerrero name as much of a blessing as it is. It also must have been a big burden as well at the time, right? Just having to deal with all that pressure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Eddie had to do it. Chavo had to do it. My oldest brother. Mondo had to do it. All of us had to do it because even Chavo Juniors had to do it. People will compare you. We used to compare With me, they used to compare me to my dad and my brothers. You know? and, and I'm sure with Chavo Junior, they compared him to his uncles and to his grandfather. So that's talking about Gory and us. So, yes, they did. I, my brothers, uh, I would always be compared, oh, you're not like Chavo, oh, you're not like Mondo, oh, you're not like Gory. Well, I, I would tell them, well, no, because my name is Hector, and yes, I do reflect everything they've taught me, but I have my own personality. When you told me that I didn't listen to certain things, I almost listened 100%, but there were certain things that you'll miss, you know, when they tell you something or something that, you know, you should have done that you didn't do that could have helped your career maybe to advance two or three years sooner. And this is where I'm coming through. This is why I'm telling, I'm putting up my, this, this consultation business, you know, with people that really are serious and want to talk to me, you know, and, and, you know, and want to compensate me for my knowledge and years of wrestling and hard work that I put into it, you know, and, and don't lowball me and pay me right. I'll give them what I got and maybe they can advance three or four years or five years, what is that worth to them if not then just, you know, going roughing it out and then finding out what I, what I you know, what I could tell them. And then they, they might learn it maybe five or 10 or 15 years from now. And they say, well, maybe I should have taken that, that, that little leap of understanding with someone else. And that's how I was helped. I helped, I was helped by certain people that loved me and helped me throughout my career. And I listened to what they said. You know, and uh, I worked for them too. So they were being compensated too by me because I, I happened to be pulling people in for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I'm in the situation right now. Uh, this is what it's. This is where I'm at. I'm there to help. I'm there to, to anybody that wants to. If they don't want to, they don't trust me. Or they don't think I got enough. And I understand that. You got your opinion. But uh, I got my opinion, too, and I respect everyone, and we should. You know, we should all respect each other. I think that, too. Go ahead. And depending on where this consulting business goes, knock on wood, everything ends up uh, very well. If you see it going in a positive direction, say, within, I don't know, uh, a year or two from now, could you look into opening a wrestling school as well, or do you want to just stick to more like consulting? No, you know what? Uh, I have my set on a little bit different. I'm looking into promoting. I know all the things about promoting. I've done it before with my father. I did it from scratch with my father because I helped him. Really, my brother Mambo says, we're not really, we're second-generation wrestlers, but we're first-generation promoters because we we were there with my dad. We helped him promote. We we did the legwork. We helped him put up the rings, you know. We we put the posters out. I would, I've done everything from taking tapes to the, to the uh, TV stations to be led at that time. That's what it was. It's different now. You know, it's everything's on the internet and everything's never. Naturally, you, you, you adjust to the times. But uh, promoting was uh, something that I learned before I ever wrestled. And then after I learned to promote with my father, really the first thing I became was an announcer. So I did announcing on the ring, you know, in Mexico, in Juarez, and and if you think about it, that's 
it was my first my first language when I learned in Spanish, but then it really is a lot of years it became my second language because I lived so much in the United States. So, but I had to go back and relearn myself in Spanish. You know, teach myself, understand, listen to my mother's critiques, listen to my father's critiques, go back into that situation in my life. But uh, after that, then you know, I also refereed. You know, I've been a referee. I've been a wrestler. I wrestle naturally. I won't say since I began. I started when I was uh, 19. I was about to turn 19, and I turned 19, and I started wrestling. And then it went on, and uh, even that till about three, three and a half years ago, where I did something for TNA, and that was about it. And then my body was telling me, no, no, no more. <laughs> and it's not, it's not that I don't want to. I'd love to. It's just that my body is that it's got a lot of mileage in it, man. You know, it's not the years; it's the mileage you put in in wrestling on your body. Did the did students you have in uh, phys ed keep you young? Okay. All right. So you're assuming, yes, it did for uh, for about ten years. Now I'm in a special I'm in a special needs center, oh, okay. which is part of the school system, and now I do with the special needs there. That's part of my other my other job. So I have yeah I have two jobs. I have my consulting business, and uh, and when I decide to promote, and then I also have uh, have my school job, which is uh, you know which I have is I have a bachelor of arts in uh, kinesiology and a minor in education. So uh, I'm certified both in Texas for life and then in here in Florida, I'm, where, I, where I teach in Florida, I'm certified as well. Is it cool being in Florida to be in a state that obviously has such a rich wrestling history with, you know, Dusty Rhodes and, and, and the Grams in the past, and now to kind of in the last decade see, you know, somewhat of a, a renaissance in Florida, I mean, particularly in, in Orlando. I mean, you've had TNA in the Impact Zone for over a decade now, and of course now you got WWE NXT blowing up. Yeah, that's that's interesting because uh, yeah, WWE has NXT there, you know. So it's it's Orlando, Florida has seen a lot of good wrestling, and I always try to tell TNA about that when they would, you know, when they would listen to the crowd reaction, and I'd say, well, they've seen a lot of wrestling. They've seen a lot of wrestling in Florida and and beyond, and, be, and even be behind the years of those. Because they seem they seem great great performers. They seem great uh, entertainers in the wrestling business. You know, talking about my God, every name, even Ric Flair. I mean, every I'm talking about big big names wrestled in Florida, and uh, so they've seen their wrestling. They know they, there's you know there's places in the United States and in Mexico and in Japan, and places that I've that I've I've been to in in Spain that knew their, their wrestling because they've had a lot of wrestling. They have seen a lot of wrestling. So you can't mess with them. Like in, in Mexico, they have a, an arena. In, it's called Pachuca in, in uh, Pachuca, in Mexico. And La Arena Pachuca up there in, in, in down in Mexico, if you could wrestle in front of that crowd, you could wrestle anywhere in the Republic of Mexico. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Oh, yeah. So, so it, it, that's the way it is. Orlando's that way. Orlando, Orlando has a lot of rich history of wrestling. I mean, they do have a lot of influx of a lot of people coming coming in and out, especially with with all the entertainment uh, venues there. We're talking about Universal. We're talking about you know Disneyland, etc. There's so much entertainment there that uh, it's it's a mecca for the family family uh, you know for vacationers, and I'm sure they have an influx of that. But the core, the core of the people there. 
that had uh, throughout the years that are wrestling fans, they are they're very knowledgeable in their wrestling. Now, your nephew Chavo has had somewhat of a career rebirth in Lucha Underground. How much Lucha Underground you've watched, and uh, what are your thoughts on the current product? What I do look, I do look for, I, I look for innovation. They do have some innovative things, and some decisions and uh, and fields that they have tried to. Uh, you know, to to explore, and and that's great because, you know, the fan is what dictates. Uh, you, the fan, and the people, the audience, are what dictate. You know what uh, what wrestling should be, and uh, I do love all the wrestling that they have in Lucha Underground. I like the moves, and I don't necessarily like their uh, storylines. They don't necessarily uh, appeal to me. Uh, you know, I mean, they they wanna they wanna get into it, and uh, but to me the the marquee says wrestling, right? It says lucha underground. Lucha means wrestling, and and uh, in, in TNA also, you know, it's total nostalgia action wrestling, wrestling, impact wrestling. In uh, in World Wrestling Entertainment, it's wrestling. It still says wrestling. And as a good old friend of mine, and uh, you guys probably know Mike Rotundo, Mike one heard him one time uh, giving an interview here in Florida. He says, gentlemen, it's wrestling, he says. It still says it on the marquee. And that stuck to me all these years. Even That's why I say I heard it from him. When I heard it from him, it just assured everything that I had learned throughout my life and what I stood for. You know, I stand for wrestling, and the wrestling that I'm talking to you about is the one I explained earlier, like a chess game. You know, that's that's the art, man. That's the real competition. That's fun, too, man. And the guys that are in shape, the guys that know their moves, the guys that can that can, uh, that can adopt to the other guy's moves, because it takes two to tangle. Yeah, it's kind of like a dance, but you've got to know the moves. And if you don't know the moves, then he's, he's taking the upper end, and if he's taking the upper end, he outshines you. If he outshines you, you know, he's, he might get the deal that you wanted to get with a certain company. So... There is a competition. There's where it where it comes there it comes in. You know, my brother, my oldest brother, used to tell me, "Hey, it's the difference between eating steak and steak and hamburger. What do you want to eat?" Well, man, I want to eat steak. You know, it's my favorite, one of my favorite foods. So I said, "Okay, man, I got, how am I going to start eating steak?" Well, I got to study my craft. I got to study, you know, you know, I not only by myself and think of myself, but I got to think about other things too. And I won't give it too much anymore because now I'm starting to get into my consulting. How about that? <laughs> Smart man. Smart man. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, a lot of people think that Eddie in the States was put on the map either by uh, ECW or WCW. But what some younger fans might not realize is that he appeared on what was at the time AAA's only U.S. pay-per-view ever, uh, When Worlds Collide, which was one of the, probably the greatest wrestling shows of all time. And I don't know if you noticed, but in a couple weeks... Triple A is returning to U.S. pay-per-view for the first time since then with uh, Triple Mania. Is there anything that Triple A can do? I know their base is Mexico and they already have uh, that market down in lock. But is there anything right now that Triple A can do here to kind of make somewhat a, of a dent in, in the States, maybe just to open up a new revenue stream? Well, you know what? Triple A is Triple A. Triple A belongs to Mexico. And that's, uh, if I remember right, it, it, uh, it was started by Antonio Peña, you know, uh, seeking uh, an audience with uh, Televisa and then putting it together, you know, it was a joint effort to make something strong. It was very good for a long time, and I don't cut it down. You know, it's very, very entertaining, uh, you know. 
but the motives behind it and and uh, those behind the motives sometimes are 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 not to my liking. I'm going to tell you this. Look, I'm a, I'm a very Christian man. Not because of why I say it, not because I do it, it's because, you know, the Lord has put it into my heart. Uh, promotion comes from God, the Bible says. So I, I seek it that way first, too. And uh, there's many in, in the wrestling business that are not like that. And as a matter of fact, they're perverted in their thoughts and their, in their ways and, uh, and, are, and are in prominent positions that, you know that they get blessed, but they're not getting blessed by the by the blesser. They're getting blessed by the dammer, and they don't understand it. So uh, there's two entities, good and evil, and uh, that has a lot to do. Now let's get away from that. Let's go back to AAA. AAA is a have great great talent, but like everything else, it's always been it's always been uh, glorified. Wrestling is glorified. Within the glorification, you got those that are true, those that are good athletes, and those that are, that are deserving of the positions that, that, that should be at the top. And unfortunately, that doesn't happen sometimes. And a lot of times, believe me. There's a lot of underrated wrestlers in, 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 uh, in my time and throughout, uh, throughout nowadays and, and throughout probably the future. There will always be. If AAA comes to the United States, they have something to contend with. They have uh, something that's really mega, and that happens to be WWE. And WWE happens to be worldwide. So that's a mega situation that's happening throughout not only America, but even in Mexico, because Mexico, when WWE is gone, in the past, as far as I know until lately, have drawn very, very good. You know, and they they started going with somebody in Mexico and realized that they didn't need that person, and they started going in without, and so they again went in without, and they did just they did even better without. So, uh, if AAA is trying to do that to America, I think it'll be good, you know, because anytime you have competition, that's best for the wrestlers, it's best for the people, because you guys get the the upper end of it, you guys get the best of the best, and that's bottom line. Is there a day that goes by that people don't mention anything about the gobbledygooker? Well, you know what, the gobbledygooker. I, once again, I'm going to bring this up to bring this up to understanding again. Uh, you know, uh, WWE had a right. That was good. They were going to do something for the children. Where it, where the venue was, if I would have known the vent, the place, if I would have known exactly how that place was, I I didn't know. You know, I think it was the Meadowlands or something. That's way up north. And if I would have known how those people were. Like I wrestled there before and knew them, I would have said no. You know, let's do it somewhere else. You know, yeah, I'll do it for you, but not there because those people did not understand that they thought it was them. It wasn't done. It was done for the children, man. Gobbledygooker was done for the children. Okay, I'm not just defending myself. I'm defending not only myself. If you want to look at, it. I'm defending Vince. You know, because his idea, and the WWE's idea. It was WWF then. It was their idea. But the godly, I was, I'd do it again now today, you know, maybe not necessarily the same way, or I don't know if I would, but I would, you know, if I was in that part of my career, you know, and they asked me to do something like that, I would probably do it again because it was for the children. It wasn't for for the older fans that booed it and, and for all the writings and people that, that made bad that made it bad to try to get back at Vince and, and get back at WWE. Oh, finally they did something, did something bad, and boom, they're going to make it. Then they, then they, you know, they magnify it, you know? It's like what's happening with one of the wrestlers right now. You've pretty much in the media, I won't mention his name, 
They're making a big thing of something that happened a long time ago. My God, there's skeletons in the closet in every one of us in this earth. I want to tell you that. I'm sure you got skeletons. I got skeletons. Everybody's got skeletons in the closet. Now, what you do is, you know, if you do it recently, that's a different story. But what I'm trying to say, you know, you change. People change. People turn. People understand they did wrong, and then they repent. That's why there's forgiveness. And then that's why there's, there's, a, there's a going on, is, you know, is a complete pardon, is a complete redemption. That's what Christ gives people, you know. That's, you know, people that want to understand that. I do. I understand it, and that's why he's my Lord. Hey, at the end of the day, it's a memorable character. put a smile on a, a lot of people's faces, and it, it's a character that people, you know, still remember to, to this very day. So as far as I'm concerned, I mean, there's, to me, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't, I don't know what you think about that, but it's... It's, it's a memorable. It's a memorable character, you know. Out of all the memorable characters in wrestling, I mean, there's you know there's few that that stand out. You know, you already had a standout career yourself as Hector Guerrero, and then the Gobbledygooker's a, a fun character people can look back on many years later. Right, but once again, it was for the children. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for the adults. They needed something for the children, and they wanted to do something like the San Diego Chicken. That's what they came with me. That's how they told it to me. And I said, man, I'd love to do it because I knew it was for the children. I, I've always been for for the innocents, you know, people that are innocent, and children are innocent, man, they don't know anything, and, and we need to take care of them as, as far as how we, you know, how we lead them in life, you know, and what we uh, expose them to, and how we uh, how we help them upbring. Couldn't, couldn't agree more, sir. Well, before I let you go, I really do appreciate the time you, you've given me today. The floor is yours to let everybody know where they can find out more about your consulting business, as well as where they can find you online and on Twitter. Okay, uh, my consulting business is at HectorWrestlingGuerrero.com, just like it is. It's, you know, my name, Hector, all lowercase. It's www.H-E-C-T-O-R-Wrestling-W-R-S-T-I-T-L-I-N-G, and then Guerrero, G-U-E-R-R-E-R-O. Make sure you go. Always got the double R G U E double R dot com, or just type in my name and it'll it'll come up with my website. Also, uh, um, I also do. Uh, just lately, my wife and I got together with a uh, company called Pro Wrestling dot com, and then uh, so they came out with a a t shirt of mine, and uh, you can look it up at uh, Pro Wrestling dot com uh, backslash Hector Guerrero. And uh, T-E-E-S dot com. So it's ProWrestlingTees dot com backslash Hector Guerrero. And you can see, and I have uh, Lasertron on it, too. And uh, that's a uh, character that came out in my in my youth that I wanted to do something. And when we did do something, it was, uh, it was done for the children because uh, that's when I discussed it with Dusty Rhodes back in, uh, in Mid-Atlantic. And uh, that's what it was meant to be. So... I've always been for the children. I always try to help the children because the children are our next generation. And it's how we guide them is how they're going to guide, you know, their offspring as well. So that's ProWrestlingTees.com. Backslash Hector Guerrero to get your tea, you know. And what I'm going to do, anybody that buys buys a shirt, and uh, I'm going to put it up on my website. Send me a picture. I'll put it up on my website. And I want to start doing that for the fans, you know, little things that they want to see themselves in. If you got... You buy a T-shirt from me, and you put it on and send it to me, I'll put it up on my website. 
What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani telling you why you should subscribe to the TSC YouTube channel. Do you like pro football, baseball, combat sports, and video game coverage? What about exclusive interviews you won't find anywhere else? Joe Theismann here, MMA legend Tito Ortiz, Jeff McNeil, Frank Thomas. How you doing? I'm doing great, my man. How's, how's it going, Fred? Did I mention event coverage? TSC here at New York Comic Con. If you like what you see, if you like what you hear, click that subscribe button. Don't forget to enable notifications. And as always, enjoy the games.